0: Creating the right culture is very important, according to our next guest, Ginger Hardage. founded Unstoppable Cultures in 2017 and believes that unstoppable cultures create high-performing organizations, that bosses should be mentors, not prison guards, and that infusing environments with optimism is vital and much, much more listen now for how you can improve your culture this is episode number 117 and we begin right now welcome
1: to women really mean business presented by athena international the podcast that tells you the story of how women are impacting business one guest at a
0: time now here's your host jeff balitnikoff with another successful woman and her unique business journey Women really mean business, presented by Athena International. I'm Jeff Politnikoff, and we have another great leader on the line right now, Ginger Hardage. And I'm going to read from her bio right now. And she has a website called UnstoppableCultures.com. And as you will see from this interview, or hear from this interview, I should say, is is that she really will help you develop a culture in your organization based on what you're going to hear here in just a second. She recently retired as Senior Vice President of Culture and Communications at Southwest Airlines after an illustrious 25 years, where she served as a member of the CEO's executive leadership team. And now, since then, as with a lot of executives that I know, successful executives, they have a second act where they take what they've done in their career and... They make a business out of it. At least that's what I'm guessing has happened here. And I'm going to bring Ginger Hardage into the conversation now and welcome you. Ginger, thank you so much for being here.
1: Just delighted to be with you. And uh, thank you so much for having me
0: on. Oh, it's great to have you on. So I briefly went over your bio there. And I know that Unstoppable Cultures is, uh, and again, I'm going to just read from the bio here. In 2017, You launched the business and set a brand designed to help organizations create and sustain cultures of enduring greatness. So kind of a twofold question baked into one here. First of all, I'd love to hear about your journey that brought you to this place, including a great career at Southwest Airlines. And then now how you are helping other executives and organizations through your company now. So, Ginger, the floor is yours. Well, thank you,
1: Jeff. You know, I was fortunate to join Southwest Airlines, and it kind of proves the adage, which is something I believe, which is instead of expending energy to fit into a group, it's better to expend your energy to find the group in which you fit. And I think I did that with Southwest Airlines because I spent 25 great years there, Uh, and so often I know people in their careers struggle with keep trying to make an organization that isn't right for them work. I was lucky enough to be able to find Southwest Airlines, and it is a purpose-driven organization. The purpose of, of Southwest is to connect people to what's important in their lives, and the values that Southwest holds are continually reinforced at every level. And that's something I also encourage organizations to do is to look at how the values of their organization, your people have values of integrity or continuous growth or um, whatever your values of your organization might be, reinforce them continually. It's not, culture's not a faucet that you can turn on and off, that you can say, well, we set those values, they're on our wall, but you have to continue Uh, to reinforce them. So Southwest did that all the way starting at recruiting, to hiring, to onboarding, and all the way through performance management discussions. And Southwest is known for its corporate culture, and I was fortunate to lead there for those 25 years. But as you mentioned, my passion today is helping other organizations create what I call unstoppable cultures because Every organization has a culture, and your culture can either happen by default or it can be created how you, the leader, decide to define it. So if a leader goes about creating culture intentionally in their organization, they can become unstoppable. But I think a lot of us sometimes have these little voices in the back of our heads that are telling us, hey, you can't change culture, and we get drugged down by that, but it isn't true. And my goal is to work with organizations to unravel those leadership theories and those leadership lies that we tell ourselves that stop us from moving forward.
0: Let me ask you this, and this will actually be from your experience at Southwest and then your experience with people that you're touching in your Unstoppable Cultures business, but let me ask you how from a senior level, how it permeates all through the organization. I've been interested, one thing that I'm interested in is, so you may make a decision on the CEO's team or as an owner or something like that, but ensuring that it gets all the way down through all levels of the organization, from senior management to mid-management to people that are on the line that are dealing directly with customers and whatnot. So what is a good way to really make sure that the good intentions of the executive office or the ownership is carried all the way through?
1: Well, I have a two-level answer for that. And um, say it's a decision that only senior leadership might have had an opportunity to be involved in, or it's news that employees wouldn't have heard in another way, uh, but from the organization. So I believe culture and communications go hand in hand, and you can't have, can't have a strong culture without having robust culture. So if the organization, for example, is getting ready to talk about, An acquisition, for example, how do you permeate all of that news and all of those messages through the organization? And you've got to have a robust communications mechanism. And in today's environment, that means digital. You have to be willing to go on every platform. You have to be willing sometimes to go as quickly as you can with your internal news, also going external at the same time, because many of our employees are getting their news from external news sources. They might be looking at Facebook, you've got to be on Instagram, you've got to be on LinkedIn, because that's where our employees might be getting their news at the same time. So one premise is to definitely have robust culture. Another way to drive those decisions, another type of decision might be a procedural change. The company is looking at doing your organization is looking at doing something differently. So, when years of, an example from Southwest would be years ago, when Southwest was looking at their boarding process and change to the current boarding process they have today, well, they didn't stop. By the start with just the leadership; they involved employees on the front line who literally ran all of the tests, documented the tests, uh, to be able to see what would be the most effective boarding mechanisms. Uh, So that is something I encourage organizations to do, involve the employees who are closest to the work in making those decisions. And that is definitely one of the fastest ways to assure alignment is to involve employees in the decision-making, because we all know it's more difficult to criticize a decision that you helped make.
0: We have a lot of people that are listening right now that are entrepreneurs, business owners, whatnot, and they've kind of created their own C-suite, if you will. But then there are folks listening right now that are in the corporate world. And you rose into the C-suite in your career at Southwest. And what advice would you give women listening right now that want to take that journey to the C-suite? What are... What are some things they should be doing in their corporation right now to give themselves the best chance to be a senior leader?
1: Well, definitely being passionate about whatever you're involved in, uh, in the organization, whatever particular area, area you lead, and looking at opportunities to add value to your peer group and building those bridges along the way. I don't think any, most organizations are looking for people who are trying to just build their own particular area of the organization, but they're looking for people who are adding value in other ways. It's, again, it's um, it's the premise of not caring who gets the credit as long as something great is done. And then I'll weave in a message about culture. I, I encourage uh, leaders at all levels of the organization, uh, women at all levels of the organization, to realize That culture isn't someone else's job. And to take responsibility for leading the culture, whether you have five or 500 people in your organization, building the culture and setting the tone for that culture is part of your job description. And that will set you apart. When people start looking at your retention rates of your employees because of your strong culture, they'll start looking at the level of engagement that's going on in your organization. So I encourage female leaders to take that culture seriously and mentor those uh, under your leadership, and you will be
0: recognized for it. All right, well... Before we round into our last few questions here, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about unstoppable cultures and what people can expect if they encounter you and go through your process. So if you could, tell me how a business owner, executive, or anybody that's running an organization how they would benefit from Unstoppable Cultures and what you do to really help them develop.
1: Thank you, yes, well, one of the things that, I mentioned the lies earlier, that some people may be telling themselves about why they can't have a good culture. I'm i I encourage organizations to take a hard look at that and because I will help them debunk those lies. One of the lies I hear leaders say is if I empower my employees I might lose control. Well, you might, but think of the incredible upside especially when the engagement level of your employees is involved. So I encourage them to think of all employees, try to set up um, an organization where employees have freedom, but inside a framework. I mean, we all have to have a certain framework or parameters that we lead by. So I encourage organizations to look at how much freedom can they give their employees. Set the overall tone for your values, but allow employees to deliver customer service based on the personality you actually hire them for and not being too formulaic because you might miss some delightful surprises. I tell a story in my teaching and in my speaking about a friend of mine who was uh, trying to check into a hotel and the clerk kept saying, well, it it was almost one o'clock. The clerk at the hotel was saying, but it's $20 if you check in before 1 o'clock. And my friend kept offering, you know, alternatives. Well, you know, I'll just stand here. I'll wait till 1 o'clock if you just let me check in. I stood in the long line. And the person just kept repeating, I'm sorry, it's $20 before 1 o'clock. And that is an example of a framework with no freedom. So what are we doing in our organizations that are causing us to have really bad customer service, because all we've given our employees is a framework without the freedom to be human and to offer uh, suggestions that our uh, all of our customers or whoever we might be dealing with in our organization could really benefit from. So uh, when we close out this, I'd love to offer to give everyone a, a PDF of those five lies as a gift. And as a way for them to follow up on their leadership skills
0: as well. Oh, that would be amazing. In fact, that's a perfect segue to the resource question that I have for you. And the resources that you recommend, and I'm also going to recommend a resource of my own here. I would go, if I were you, and speaking to the listeners right now, go to unstoppablecultures.com. We could really spend the whole time talking about all the richness of that website and all the things that are available. Not only a great newsletter that includes your thinking monthly and some media appearances that you've had, your speaking, and that they can book you as a speaker. You've spoken at uh, Google and Princeton and a lot of great other illustrious companies. You're a consultant. There's just a lot for people to check out at unstoppablecultures.com. But besides that, what are some other resources that you'd like to point our audience at?
1: Oh, well jeff i mean and thank you for that and an obvious one is athena international because of the impressive resources that are there that is that would be a must stop I also encourage LinkedIn. There's a lot of great thought leadership on LinkedIn, and especially if you're trying to build your business or build your own personal brand, um, I I would recommend LinkedIn there. And subscribe to things like Harvard Business Review and follow that type of thought leadership. But I know uh, most of us are listening to a lot of podcasts, uh, as we might be driving about these days. Uh, One that I really like is Coaching for Leaders. Uh, hosted by Dave dehoveac, and very practical leadership principles there and, and great guests, another is work life balance uh, i 'm sorry it 's just work life with Adam Grant. We all need balance sometimes work life doesn't uh, doesn 't provide that balance, but it 's work life with Adam grant is another great uh, resource that I would recommend
0: well, great, and also that PDF you just mentioned we 're going to put that in your resource section as well, so you, and again, speaking to the listeners, you're going to be able to down that, download that very easily if I could speak. So you know what I think I'm just going to do is hand the mic over to you, Ginger, one more time, as I usually do. I made a little funny joke there about my, me not being able to speak, although that's not too much of a joke if people listen to this podcast often. They know I stumble from time to time, but that's okay. That makes it real. <laughs> and, uh, Ginger, I'd like, to pa- Absolutely. I'd like to pass the mic over to you and have you close out the podcast with whatever you'd like to say to the audience and ginger once again the floor is yours
1: well thank you and again i encourage the women out there to really look at finding an organization in which they fit i was lucky to uh, my first leader at southwest was a woman named colleen barrett and she became the president of southwest airlines and was the first female president uh, of any year. And my next leader was Gary Kelly, who was CEO of Southwest Airlines, and uh, on whose leadership team there were several females. And he believed in and supported every member of his team. So I encourage leaders to be the type of leader that other people want to follow and that was always practiced during my time at Southwest. And uh, women held very significant positions there, all the way from the board level to the frontline leadership. And so expend energy finding that organization in which you fit and one that's going to elevate women to the highest
0: levels. What a great way to close out the podcast. And Ginger Hardage, thank you so much. Again, visit her at unstoppablecultures.com and check out the resource section for the gift that she has so generously donated to the folks listening to this podcast. Thank
1: you. And Jeff, if they want to get it fast, they can text me at unstoppable, the word unstoppable to 33777 and we'll get that right out
0: to them. Wonderful, no excuse for not getting those lies that you mentioned as a free gift that's gonna definitely help some folks move forward. So again, thank you, Ginger. Thank you. All right, the guest we're gonna feature next week, she has been misunderstood in her career and she thought she had a lot of liabilities. What she found out was that her quote unquote liabilities were actually leadership strengths. We're gonna be talking to Laura Khalil, and she helps others reach their full potential through mindset work and much more. Here's a bit from Laura as she talks about mindset.
1: That is how I ended up becoming a speaker because people would ask me as I ran my business and I built a very successful tech marketing business, they would say, Laura, how the heck did you do this? And I would go on stage and I would start talking about it. And I will talk a lot about the mindset for being successful.
0: My mindset is one of growth and my partners at Athena International feel the same way. But we can have the best mindset in the world, but we still need help. Your help specifically. First of all, share the episodes you find relevant and then also rate and review the podcast. If you do those two things, you will really help out Women Really Mean Business presented by Athena International. Regardless, we appreciate you listening and we will see you next week.